Okay. Have you had a haircut? That's the second person to ask me this week, but I, I had the haircut before. you. When you saw me, I'd already had the haircut. Maybe it's just bedded in at long last. Bedded in. Bedded in. Thank you. Thank You're you welcome. for that. Shall I turn this? Um, I've seen enough of you. Said no one ever. This is a podcast in which two friends talk about the pleasures, absurdities, and imperfections of being human. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing. Um, how are you? I'm okay. I'm not bad. I'm all right. Are you are you by yourself? No, I have a girlfriend. Ah, is she back? She is back, and she is sitting just feet away from me, watching television with her headphones on. So you're not going to annoy her by talking? She's is it, she's got the volume turned up. Um, yeah. I'm assuming this got, is Bob. Yeah, it is Bob, my girlfriend. That's getting quite serious now, isn't it? But what's getting the my girlfriend? Yeah, the relationship. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's it's still pretty cash. Do you have a pretty feeling? Cash. Do you have a feeling like you know, like when it might, um, you might have to get really serious. Like nah, it... nah. We both agreed we're just going to play it fast and loose. Yeah, fast and loose. Yeah, flying by a, the seat. What of would our a pants. fast and loose relationship even look slash feel slash seem like to you? <laughs> <laughs> I did all the no slashes idea. then. <laughs> I've got no idea. It's. I'm sure I've said this before. I find it really strange when people ask me for dating advice. Oh, yeah. It's been a long time since you dated, right? I was 19. (laughs) It's 30 years ago. Yeah. What should you do? I don't know. Swipe left. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, you do. I mean, vaguely. I mean, I, I know about it, like, conceptually, but I... I, I don't I, it's so alien to me I had a go once um, <laughs> I was out with some students <laughs> which you know rule number one always ends well yeah exactly no 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 um, a group of us went out for a meal or something like that and um, I was curious and uh, the students said have a go and so I started swiping left and right on her behalf oh no you must have absolutely monkeyed around with her algorithm something chronic i did monkey around with her algorithm but um i also couldn't remember like i kept getting it wrong which which was right and which was left yeah it was really it was middle-aged man it was really it was you know it was basically a dad joke swiping left and right although i did uh was one of the people i was um working with um back in sardinia um i said so how did you meet uh you know your girlfriend and um he said oh you know whatever the app was mm-hmm. and that was just you know it was just that's that's how that's how as they say kids meet these days i mean i know that's probably not news to most people listening <laughs> it probably isn't news to most people but it's still a, it's, it's it, yeah it yeah, doesn't compute does it it really really doesn't yeah it's a very strange thing it's really yeah. um yeah, I have a friend who's a bit older than me who, um, you know, didn't have a girlfriend, and he he got right into it. 
into the whole, you know, having multiple girlfriends at once kind of thing and sort of trying to figure out how to, you know. I mean, I think dating, I don't know, girlfriends is probably a little strong. Why would anybody put themselves through that kind of administration? I think that was, I think that's what the challenge, uh, that's what he was after that kind of challenge. He was um, wanting to spreadsheet his life a little more. Oh, um, God, no. Yeah, he probably he probably used Trello for it actually. Oh, we ha- need to have an offline conversation where you hold me by the shoulder, stare into my eyes, and explain how I need to do my life because that is just freaking me out right now, and I feel quite sick. It turns out I'm quite good at functioning at a high level in certain areas, and then others are just, I believe, the kids say a dumpster fire. So, do you think that you're? Um, do you think you even out to being average in terms oh, of I'm- functioning? <laughs> I'm way below par. I think I like that I, you're average, average. No, slightly below par. Let's say slightly below par functioning, below par. but with a really um, uh, very large amount of variation. <laughs> yeah, <that's true>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. My variance is pretty big. Um, yeah, definitely. It's, it's it's safe to say it, you could you could drive a truck through it. Oh well. I mean, you're just coming down, though, aren't you? You're coming down from the high of sorting out your flat. So, it, it, it leaked it's, again. It's, no. Oh. Yes. No. I mean, I mean, have you seen the images of Lisbon since we left? No. Oh, has has okay. it been raining a lot? They had the equivalent of a month's rain in a two-hour window, and then it continued to rain. It wasn't just a cloudburst. It rained for about three, three or four days. The, um, when, the lower when part. When Bob down, was there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she really. And, she. <laughs> <laughs> she uh she bugged the gods at some point didn't she she really did mm-hmm. she really did but but touch wood everything is is uh, pretty dry so no like leakage it. no leakage a tiny little leak over the window but it was the kind of thing that it's like the amount of water that was coming down no big deal mm. you know we we've had bigger leaks at, uh, in this house yeah yeah when it's rained yeah you know i, I imagine she got a little nervous though Oh, God, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Please, no water from the sky. Uh, which we haven't had to worry about here in the UK because it has been freezing. And so clear. We've had a string of perfect days, uh, starting off with, uh, kicked off at minus seven this morning. Wow. Yeah, wow, yeah. It's, wow, there's wow. A, those are not England temperatures, are they? Well, the thing is, in the olden days, when I was a kid, yeah, that's exactly what it was. It's really? been, you know, yeah, we used to get, it used to, maybe it's because I live really far north. Mm. Maybe it's because I live really big... far north. <laughs> oh, that whole latitude thing. Yeah, I forget that even though it's relatively small, the north of England is still quite a long way away from the south. And it's also, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've got all that weird microclimate bullshit going on. Well, I had a bit of a, it's, it's, um, I mean, because I've still been biking, although I've had a week of not a day goes by where I don't either nearly get hit by mm. and or uh, knock over a, 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 a you know three year old sort of jumping out of a car. And the thing that really gets me, which I, I don't understand it, and I hope you can help me here, is that whole parking where you you're on the left side of the road and you see a park on the right and you just veer over. And park forwards into it. And so as a cyclist, what you have is a car basically veering into your path as it dives into a park. But it's really full on. It's really so there's something about the uh, quantity of traffic. It's really dangerous. I, I, uh, I, it's slightly, um, 
ah, oh, taking my life into my own hands. So I'm thinking I might just go to work earlier when it's darker and come back even later so I miss all the, the, the drop-offs, pickups, drop-downs. It's so intense. It's the worst. Mm. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if I'm not here next week, you'll know why. Oh, mate, don't even joke because cyclists get killed all the time because drivers are assholes. I think cyclists are... I, I've been a... Oh, cyclists are assholes as well. Do not get me started on them. <laughs> <laughs> the thing even, is, I'm both just... a driver and a cyclist and a pedestrian, and I know that we are all assholes all the time. Yeah, that's um... because we we're not able to remember in the moment of doing the other thing what it's like to be. Yeah, exactly. So it's like when you're a cyclist, you're like, how can these people in cars be so fucking ridiculous? Why is this pedestrian not paying more attention? And then you're a pedestrian, you're going, why is that man on a bike trying to kill me? Oh my yeah. god, what's that car doing on the pavement? We're not. Just, we're, yeah. we're we're pretty limited when it comes to um, empathy. empathy. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's do you shocking, think? Do you it? think of empathy as a strong suit of yours? No. <laughs> um. <laughs> Explain. I think I have moments of. I have pockets of deep and troubling empathy where I feel um, crippled by it, and then I have moments of. Uh, huge hubris, selfishness, and assholery, where I just forget that there's anybody else in the world who has a right to anything. Because you know I'm a person crippled by um, empathy. But sometimes, sometimes I just I you know it's yeah. There's no rhyme or reason to it. So you have you have uh, a similar statistical problem when it comes to empathy. Um, I, yeah, I'm all, average. I, yeah. Simon, I am all over the map. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm well adjusted. It's uh, it's 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 doctor variation. Oh, yeah, not well adjusted. No, I'm sorry. See, yeah. see episode before last. <laughs> this is not me. Nobody has ever said, you know, you're really well adjusted. <laughs> they tend to say to me, wow, your standard deviation is pretty wild. It's pretty high. Yeah. Old third standard deviation, Miller. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't think enough podcasts talk about standard deviation and variation. I, it's... I I have to say that, that it, it's a phrase that I learned to say in exam boards without really understanding what it means. Oh, I remember you used to jo- used yeah. to ask questions about. Oh, but the standard deviation's good, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because I knew it was something to say. <laughs> and, and as an external examiner, can we just can we just pause to reflect upon the standard deviation here? And then somebody will start to give you a ser- serious answer, and you have to go. I'm just pulling your leg. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but there's a box and you've written it in the box. So it must be important to you. <laughs> you do know what it means. I don't believe you for I a do. Second. I do know what it but means. But still a good joke and an example. Have you got something to talk about other than standard deviation and empathy? Oh, well, I had several things. And then uh, Elon Musk went and threw a load of journalists off Twitter and it's really confused my noggin. Why has it confused your noggin? I mean, he's got a very because... simple rule. If anyone annoys him, he throws them off. Yeah, I just don't know how you can be like all like spam headed and smug and go, Oh, this is a platform for free, free speech. speech. I mm. just I find myself I find myself being wobbled by um it's 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 a, an age old song that I sing. Why are billionaires allowed? How do billionaires work? What is billionaire? Oh. Why why we have? But do you have we talked about free speech at all? Where do you stand it really confuses me. I think I'm one of those 
Oh, awful woolly liberals who recognises that in order to be, and we definitely talked about this, to be in a tolerant society, we have to be intolerant of intolerance, which effectively is saying free speech isn't allowed. Yeah. I think the issue I have is that the people who want to shout the loudest about the freedoms of their speech tend to want to frame it in the most hateful ways. And that's do, you think that's, for me. do you think that's true? It, it seems might, like it. it. It certainly seems that way, and I don't know if that, that's just the way that particular voices are amplified by, uh, whether that's through algorithmic amplification or whether it's through, ooh, listen to that person getting cross. Let's pay attention to them, you know, just like sort of... Um, but it does seem that. to be it does seem to be balanced by, or you might say balanced by the, the left shouting at people to stop, to, to not be allowed to speak, meaning left saying you can't say that you can't say that you can't say that which you'd imagine that would that would sort of amplify the sense that the injustice that the right might feel about not being able to say whatever it is that what they want to say it's interesting that you've immediately gone to left and right ah well i'm best maybe it's probably sort of steeped in american politics and the kind of things that are written about american politics so yeah probably yeah i, I think i think it, it it's it doesn't feel it doesn't feel quite so simplistic to me in terms of left and right of politics, it feels there's um, there's 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 gender dynamics in there. There's age dynamics. There's class dynamics. There's racial dynamics. It's all a bit too. It's a bit too muddy. You know what I mean? It's it's that it's that kind of like it's a bit. Um, yeah, it just feels a bit simplistic to think in those terms. Mm. I mean, certainly the that's. Yeah, that's the impression I get again reading from, you know, the way that people are talking about it from across the Atlantic. But, um, mm. yeah, it's, I, really, I, I really do, I guess, tend to lean on the side of um, as soon as anyone's attempting to stop anyone speaking, um, that there's some serious problems that – that it, it effectively it amplifies the the perceived injustice of that, I, and so and then but then of course that's why it just confuses me because I don't really think anyone should be able to say whatever they want to say. You know, I really don't because I think there's the sort of lack of responsibility there is. Um, uh, you know, I, I sort of I think responsibility towards fellow citizens trumps anything when it comes to um, what it is that we say and we don't say. Hmm. How do we manage that, though, if it isn't through saying to somebody who said something hateful, calm down, that's not appropriate, which effectively is saying you're not allowed to say that? Exactly, exactly. Um, I don't know, but um, I don't think we, uh, I, human beings, we don't like being told what to do. Yeah. We don't like being told off, that's for sure, and we definitely don't like being told uh, what to do. And so if I say something and say what someone says, oh, shut up, you dick. It's not like I'm going to go, oh, yeah, you're right. If you recognise that we can't manage it on an interpersonal level like that, but you also feel that it's not really appropriate for a, a kind of... It to Regulation. Be done, it, or... it, yeah. Where does that leave us? Well, it certainly leaves me as someone who shouldn't be um, making policy about free speech. Um, LAUGHTER <laughs> And I just, likewise, I think the thing for me, the thing for me is that is 
regardless of the side, regardless of which side of that uh, divide you tend towards, that when we're shouting, when human beings are shouting, I would say it shouldn't be, we should be no shouting allowed. <laughs> that when we're shouting, something's something's gone really wrong. That as I'm shouting yeah. over the top of you, you're shouting because you're being shouted over, and I'm shouting, you know, it's a, the sort of escalation, which of course is... You know that's um, that's why I always find it a bit strange when people say Twitter's gone crazy. But of course, Twitter's gone crazy because Twitter is designed to go crazy, and it has a very, very, very small percentage of people who are tweeting who are making an extraordinary amount of the. You know, in terms of they're, they're basically the the fifth and the ninety fifth percentile in terms of the way people think about things. You have the far one end and the far other end going crazy at each other. So. Mm. But that's that's the same as any scenario, isn't it? Because on the plane back from Lisbon, I experienced basically Twitter in a tube. Did you? Yeah, in that there was like about five men who just felt it was really okay to be loud and obnoxious, to make comments, to be sexist, to just be unbounded. And, you know, the whole response to anybody saying anything, they were a bit far away from me, so I wasn't in the melee. There was that sort of sense of when anybody tried to correct them, it's like, oh, we're just having fun. Why are you such a killjoy? And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's, you know, those sorts of things become critique proof, don't they? If somebody says, we're just having fun, it's just a bit of fun. It's it's difficult to intervene into that narrative yeah. because you you are positioned as killjoy, yeah. and, and or do good or all, however you want. Yeah, to. exactly. And 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 so I get I get what you're saying about we shouldn't be allowed to shout. But when somebody's just having fun and they are noisy, are they shouting? What's mm. the point at which that starts to feel like it's unsafe for people who are around them? And, you know, and, and then, then we're into that place about, well, that's very triggering for me. And, and all of that language that I know can sometimes make you raise your eyebrow in a, in a kind of a, a wry sort of a way. <laughs> You're beautifully handled. Um, Thanks. Because uh, I'm, try, I'm, I'm both, genuinely both raising the eyebrow to... and the sometimes, because I think both <laughs> weren't, I think it's much more often than sometimes, and it's more than an eyebrow. But, yeah, but, but thank, I'm, but thank I'm you. Also, I'm also, I'm really trying not to sound like I'm being um, sort of, snarky at you because i totally no, get, i don't i don't think i, I didn't totally hear. get the position that you occupy it's like oh my god why can't we all just get along and then it's i not I'm a, that's I, not my position. no i know i know i know i know i know you're i know you're not but but we've had those conversations in the past when it's like i've said i'm I've just said, so idealistic in, on my part isn't it? anyway please go on sorry but i've said like inflammatory things about you know people who I deem to be ourselves and you go like, well, you'll never win them round that way. And I, I find myself thinking, you're absolutely right. But on that plane, there is absolutely no way to intervene into those five men's behaviours. And I can't win them round with rationality. I can't win them round with logic. I can't win them round with bonhomie. There is nothing on the spectrum that is going to intervene into their behaviours because they sit so comfortably in those behaviours. And that's the bit that I'm, I... Which is why I'm not a policymaker, and 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 I'm I'm asking in a really open-hearted way: How do we just? How do we do? How do we fix? How do we be? Yeah, I. So, um, I was reading. You'll won't be surprised, and uh, long-time listeners won't be surprised. I was reading the autobiography by the lead singer of U2, um, Bono, 
and he's got a autobiography called Surrender. I really enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. But I, and I was trying to think about what it would be like if you weren't or didn't used to be a fan. Anyway, yeah, I tend to think Bono gets a hard time. I get why he gets a hard why he gets a hard time. I totally get it. But I also have this sort of perspective, which is I think the world would be a better place if there were more people doing the like serving the world the way he's tried to serve. You know what I mean? Like I think he's done better than he's done worse. If you understand. Anyway, and so he he tells a story about um, a civil rights leader who um, and whose name I'm not going to remember, which is shit but that's just my memory and um and who he'd befriended and i think died recently anyway and this this uh friend of bonner's was saying how um they in at the time him and martin luther king and they hated bobby kennedy you know i'm my middle name as you know is kennedy kennedy and i'm named for him named after bobby kennedy yep exactly because uh my parents really loved his politics and um they he was shot when i was when my mother was pregnant with me and so i'm reading this going wait hang on did my parents just just get that completely wrong and these the civil rights leaders hated him they thought he, they're basically saying he's never done a thing for us. He's, and they were just so despondent. And Martin Luther King said, I'm sick and tired of everyone saying how bad this guy is. Surely there must be one thing. There must be one thing that we can find that connects us to Bobby Kennedy. And they did. And they found one this, and it just turned out that he'd, uh, his, his, uh, his priest had known a pastor from you know it was a, it was a some very tenuous link, and that was the the connection they the civil rights leaders uh, Martin Luther King et al made with him, and then th they effectively turned him into and made him one of the most important allies they had at that particular time at that particular time of the civil rights movement, and I think it's because I I, I and, and again I get the idealism of my position and I get the sort of total lack of, uh, it, it sounds so kind of out of, out of touch with the kind of reality of how people are. I get that. But uh, that situation you're describing on the tube on, I mean, the plane, the tube, the, the tube in the sky is like, it, it's, it, it makes me think of that. It makes me think, what is it that, how is it that one kind of connection that you could possibly make with a group of people like that? And of course, it's, impl it's implausible. And that's what I mean about idealism. It's sort of killing the conversation with idealism. But yeah, that's kind of where I, I think. I don't think the difficulty is making a connection to an individual. I think that's the easy bit. I think the problem is when the individuals work in a group. And then the the power of that group dynamic. Well, I'm just going to, again, I'm trying to, I don't know what's going wrong with me today. Maybe it's because my standard deviation is all over the shop. I'm, I'm trying not to lean into, into judgment. But the, the confidence that comes from being in a group setting makes it impossible to connect to somebody in a singular fashion. So the idea of trying to find the golden thread that connects you to the one... That's really, I find that relatively easy. And, and The Guardian does a lovely thing of, di you know, a, a weekly thing called Dining Across the Divide. Oh, yeah, I enjoy that. Where they that, put yeah. two people with, you know, radically different perspectives opposite one another and, and they break bread together. And they rarely go away being the best of friends, but it's not like they choke each other out over dinner. There's a, there's a sense of being able to meet 
in some way and, and obviously reflect upon the things that they found difficult. But I think the moment that you are working with somebody who effectively represents a class or a group or, or, or rather than represents themselves it's, is where it becomes really difficult. And, and I wonder if that's that's where the freedom of speech becomes tricky because we're not really talking about one person saying what they want to say. We're talking about one person with a thousand behind them. Yeah. Oh, it's a messy thing. It's, it's such a strange... I mean, it is. the principle is beautiful in the sense that the, the principle of free speech, meaning that you don't want to stop people saying, voicing things that are contra contrary or against the government, that, that it's, a, it's a fundamental principle, certainly, yeah, as, you know, as we know in the United States. I think, I'm, I think I get a little bit anxious when we start to have, not we, you and I, but when there are conversations about free speech because... We seem to be talking about should J.K. Rowling be able to say something transphobic? Not should we be concerned about the fact that the government has routinely, over the course of the last five or six years, removed opportunities for us to gather together and say Protest. things which are antithetical their, yeah, to their perspective and that have given police more and more powers to intervene into those moments of dissent. I I am really quite worried about what it means for our democracy that we think it's more troubling for a single person to say something that we might disagree with than we worry about the fact that we can be arrested for standing together and holding our leaders to account. <laughs> I've just made I just made this this stunning realization that we're having this conversation on our, on our Christmas episode. Oh, was it really? Oh, it, oh. <laughs> so Merry Christmas, everyone! Yeah, Merry Christmas. War is over. If you want it. <laughs> wow, what a couple of. Um... Anyway, so just Confused think about old that. goats. Think about think about that with your families while you're having your Brussels sprouts. And um, oh, do you not like a Brussels sprout? I do not. I do not. Oh, I love a Brussels. I have sprout. to. It needs to be a lot of butter and a lot of frying going on there. Well, yeah, but you're just describing most food. Yeah, but nothing but, isn't but, made better by a lot of butter and a lot of frying. Yeah, but but not everything necessitates a lot of butter and a lot of frying. That's a fair point. Yeah, those uh, that 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 particular kind of bitterness, I guess it is. I really, um, it's not my uh, not my not my cup of tea. I'm I just hadn't quite uh, clocked that this is our Christmas episode. Ho ho ho! Yeah, insert jingle bells here. <laughs> <laughs>